reborn out of disaster, four survivors rose again to form a legion of the world's strangest heroes. Da-da-da-doom Patrol! Once again to the Doom Patrol podcast. I'm your host Scott Coles, and with me, as always, is Murray Fox, and we are looking at Doom Patrol number forty-one from well, with a cover date of February nineteen ninety-one. Grant Morrison, Richard Case, Mark McKenna, and a crazy cover. <laughs> yeah, this is not one of my favorites. I have to say, it's. Uh, I'm sure it almost represents something in the book, but it's a little it's a little far gone from what I would need to <laughs> to understand what the heck's going on. Well, we got Rhea flying around there, and uh, and then other some things. Sort of, yeah, some sort of <laughs> grotesque dude with a tail. Maybe it's a smoke dog. I don't know. Oh, maybe. And then there's some skull dudes with helmets, and I don't know where they come from. There's a claw. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And the tongue licking, licking Rhea. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's evocative, but uh, <laughs> perhaps a little too grotesque for any sort of sensibility. There you go. Oh, well. Rhea is uh, finding herself on the cover there or something. Or something. <laughs> yes. Alrighty, so let's dive in here. We start off with the final prologue. We've had prologues each issue for the last, I don't know, five or six issues. They're all hinting at something with Flex Mentalo, and this one is no different. We have a mm-hmm. lovely lady heading towards the lost and found. But she's heading for a very particular lost and found. She asks if this is one of the five in America where, where, uh, well, you know, <laughs> my name's Dolores Watson. And the guy behind the desk doesn't really care what her name is. <laughs> he's like, I don't care. A bell is a cup until it's struck. He's, uh, he's got a lovely look, kind of a smirk and, you know, he's up to no good. <laughs> he's got a shoebox tied with a green ribbon and uh, he passes it on to her he tells her there's no shoes inside and she's like is it is it real when he opens it for her and and uh, he says well I look around me and I ask the same question all the time this is one of the five here come on in so he takes her into the back room of the lost and found and it's filled with all sorts of things. He says, well, it's it's got to be big for all the stuff that's lost. We've got lost memories, lost confidence, all kinds of lost stuff here. Lost innocence. Uh, when the night nurse comes, it's best to lock your doors and windows and lock your eyes if you can. That's my advice. Take it or leave it. Night nurse. Isn't that, uh, isn't that a Marvel character? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she hangs out with Dr. Strange sometimes. There you go. Well, apparently she... <laughs> on her off hours when no one's looking, yeah. she wanders through the... Uh, she's moonlighting. She's moonlighting, that's right. Well, you would think a night nurse would get lots done and uh, yeah. have lots of work, but apparently 
Apparently on her off hours, she gets to uh, hang out. In the Lost and Found. <laughs> in the Lost and Found between the panels of Doom Patrol. Anyway, Dolores here. She says, it's not a thing I'm looking for. It's a person. His name is Flex Mentallo. He went missing in 1958, and I've been searching for him ever since. And the uh, the guy tells her, the people get lost all the time. The men of Flight 19, lost in the sky, as we saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, the sailors on the USS Eldridge, lost in the cracks between here and there, this and that. Lots of people come looking for him, but they never find anything. And Dolores is looking in uh, little jars filled with green liquid and creatures and... and tiny uh, people. Tiny people, and there's a bit of a flash, and she gets a shocked look while the, the dude is still talking. It's always the same with lost people. You start out looking for them, and you end up losing yourself. Then he says, do it, do it now, do it. She's like, what are you talking about? And... Uh, we, of course, see this claw, claw oh, yes. hand pull the curtain back. And that's, of course, who the uh, storekeeper is talking to. We see a flash of green eyes. Dolores turns and she says, oh, no. And that's probably all we see of Dolores. There's a splattering of blood. <laughs> and uh, the dude asks, is it real? Is it real? Is it real? He's not very nice. He's not say. a very nice man. No, Lurian. No, no. <laughs> he will not get his own series ever. No, <laughs> no. He's no night nurse. <laughs> Too true. All righty. So then we get back into the Doom Patrol uh, part of the story where where Rhea has just brought the Judge Rock down, crashing on top of everyone. Mm-hmm. The story's called Fallen Angel, and Cliff is doing what he does best. He's using his big muscles and pushing the Judge Rock off people. He's like, Jane, are you okay, Crazy Jane? She's like, me? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Luckily, she was huddled underneath his spider legs. Was, yeah, oh, you lovely, lovely. It's a good thing you had those spider legs this time, see? That's right. Otherwise, we would have had squished Jane. Mm-hmm. I guess those spider legs come in handy. <laughs> in the background we have uh, some of the religious dudes saying blasphemy Judge Rock is down this is terrible well, well, well. yeah they're crying nothing has meaning powers have deserted us we're <laughs> forsaken blah he's very prone to hyperbole that's... like most religious folk <laughs> that's right he's feeling a little lost a little lost. He's looking for a sign. And then, of course, out of the middle of the Judge Rock debris comes a spherical, spidery, Kirby-ish thing. Kind of like a... It's like a spaceship or... Yeah, a big ball with spider pie. legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's flying out of the middle. And he's, he's Cliff says, can we count that as a sign? What about that? How about that? <laughs> and uh, they tell him, well, they never leave the cage. Never. We've come to the end of all meaning and certainty. And the anath- oh, anathematicians. <laughs> <laughs> They're here. 
I practiced that word all night, too. Mm. <laughs> it helped a lot, I can tell. <laughs> totally. Apparently, I didn't practice it enough. And mathematicians. I'm going to have to throw that into my words of the week or something. That's right. Throw yeah. it into a sentence every it's day. Tough. It's tough to <laughs> use in conversation, though. It doesn't come up a lot. No. Sweetie, have you made dinner the animath- and mathematicians <laughs> every year? <laughs> He's so okay to Anyway, moving on. <laughs> they might be in the background, but they don't really have much more to do in this story, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Huss comes trampling in with his uh, army there. He's all gloaty, gloaty. I am triumphant, stroke victorious. Woohoo! The kaleidoscape has defeated the match at last. And Rebus is floating along beside him while he uh, continues his blurbly. Huss is triumphant. And Cliff, however, is just happy to see Larry. He's like, Larry, you don't know how glad I am to see you. You okay, man? And Rebus just says, fine. I'm fine. Whatever. <laughs> Cliff's like, I only asked. Dude, jeez. <laughs> he just breezes right by him. Yep, floating along. And we get the... Uh, we get little jibber-jabberings between the, the two religions as they, you know... One guy gloats, the other guys are throwing curses around, and and uh, Huss is just saying, I mastered, stroke, overcame the judge rock, I brought down the watchman, I rock, blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 <laughs> look at me, I'm That's so right. pointy. I'm excellent. And then, of course, Rhea comes floating along, she's floating along, and she's like, you did not. <laughs> I brought down the judge rock, it was me. And there I she can't is. Chip in. That's right. I <laughs> I brought down the watchman. I rock. There she is. She's floating along. She's got the little glass flower in her hand. And uh she wants she wants her credit. She wants her due, man. She's like, I found this. And she holds up the flower. And Huss is like the flower of life and knowledge from the primal tree. It's mine. And she just does her little uh Magnetic thing, that's right. She sends it back. You just stay right where you are. <laughs> Throws the flower to Cliff. He catches it and he's like, what am I supposed to do with this? She tells him to take it back into the rock. You'll know what to do when you get in there. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I'll just okay. take your word for it. Okay, we just spent three issues getting it out of the judge rock. But okay, I'll just, I'll wander back in and put it back. <laughs> I'll totally know what to do. <sighs> Huss, however, is having none of this. He's like, stop him, it's mine, it belongs to... And Rhea is like, maybe you weren't listening. <laughs> I won't tell you again. And she does her power zappy thing and sends them all back. And uh, even with all that energy, Huss is like, oh, that flower is mine by right. My strength and purpose brought down the rock. <laughs> there you go, he's changing his tune. It was his his idea. His strength and purpose. Yeah, <laughs> it was right. totally my idea. It was my idea, so really I should get the credit. <laughs> and Rebus says, really, just how strong are you, Huss? You brought us here to end your war, and that's what we're going to do. And then Rebus asks him if he knows what a potlatch is. <laughs> <laughs> I love this part of it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, so we uh, head into the Judge Rock. Cliff is wandering along. You'll know what to do. He's muttering, yeah, sure thing, sure thing. He uh, cracks open the glass, takes out the flower. He's like, all right, so now what? He's got the flower in his hand. 
And we've got an ad for girls, gorillas, and a whole ton of trouble. Oh, yeah. Angel and the Ape. Bill Foglio. That's right. Guest starring Gorilla Grodd and Mm -hmm. apparently Dumb Bunny, too. Yeah, well, Dumb Bunny is uh, (laughs) Angel's sister or half-sister? I think so. I think they're related somehow, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Of course, Grodd's also apparently uh, Sam Simeon's... uh, Great grandfather, <laughs> or something. They're Excellent. also related, anyway. They're all related. That's right. Excellent. It's like Alabama up in that thing. <laughs> totally, totally. Throw some monkeys together with cute blondes, and everyone starts repopulating. <laughs> all right. So we head back into the uh, the battlefield there. And they're questioning Rebus. They're like, what are you trying to say? What does this mean? And he explains, it's very simple. Potlatch is a Chinook word used by the Quayutl and Tlingit tribes back on Earth. The potlatch ceremony involved an exchange of gifts. One tribe would offer something, and the other tribe had to respond with an item of greater value. This often continued until one tribe was forced to destroy its own town, thus raising the obligation of the opposing tribe to an intolerable level. The loser was the tribe that ultimately had to admit it valued property and possessions above honor and ideology. Mm, That's right. (laughs) So who's got the biggest balls? Let's see. (laughs) That is totally it. Huss is like, you doubts. My honor, stroke integrity, I'll show you strength, I'll show you will. There! And he sends out some zappy zaps and shoots down his army. And uh, the dudes on the other side, they're like, well, match this then, blasphemer. And they hold their little power sphere and they... Do they blow up the... They blow up their little spaceship. They blow up their little spaceship, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Crazy Jane says, this is mad. This is crazy. (laughs) No more mad than the way they've conducted themselves for thousands of years, said Rebus. This is simply war as it should be fought. If we're lucky, it should escalate to crisis point quite rapidly. (laughs) (laughs) And Huss is saying, don't you understand, stroke comprehend? We as one stroke triumphed. We can afford to give you these gifts of destruction. How can you possibly match us when your lives has no more meaning, stroke, significance, the judge rock has fallen? And they tell him that we'll make it rise again. Only you have fallen. These are the emblems of our holy office passed down from generation to generation. They're priceless and they squish them up. They squish those emblems totally up and they're they're gone. Mm-hmm. Huss, however, is like, that's the best you can do. <laughs> In the heart, stroke center of my kaleidoscape, my willpower has built and maintained a region of perfect beauty, stroke stability. This region is a joy, a place of peace, tranquility, approved or beloved by all, and I destroys it now. And with a snap of his finger, he brings it crashing down. He's like, do you dare do more? (laughs) And they're telling Rebus, tell your friend to stop. Make them stop before there's nothing left. You can't stop the runaway train, says Crazy Jane. And the arithmeticians. <coughs> Anathematicians. I think I like arithmeticians better. <laughs> yeah, but that's not what they are. <laughs> I'm sure there's no a subset. <laughs> all right, all right. The anathematicians. They start their jibber-jabbering using math language. I'm sure. <laughs> 
Well, there's a square root sign. There's there. a square root sign and maybe a sideways equal sign. Anyway, they're <laughs> jibber jabbering. <laughs> they're doing their math talk. We've conferred with the Queen Mar, Queen Mass of the Cage. We shall demonstrate the true meaning of strength through sacrifice by offering you the destruction of our holiest relic, the Pix of Communion. And one of their followers is like, no, don't do that. But of course, kablamo, they blow it up. And Huss then decides he's going to one better them, of course. He whips out his shadow cabinet where all of his ancestors' souls are are held. And uh, he blows that up, kablamo. <laughs> and all of his the souls are kind of floating around him for a second. And he's like, oh, what have I done? <laughs> Whoops. He knows he just kind of stepped over the line too late. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, maybe. Cliff comes back and he's like, geez, you turn your back for 20 minutes and the whole place falls apart. <laughs> What'd you do with the flower? They ask him and he says, well, what do you think? I planted it. Mm-hmm. Seemed to make sense at the time. There you go. That's what you do with flowers. Well, yeah. Of course. And as soon as that flower gets planted, it starts to grow. It grows a brainstem and neural branch and dendrites of a thought tree. Nerve boughs, spitting transmissions. There's the hiss and spit of thoughts in their, in their millions as their ghost brain swells to hunt the stone hollow skull. The vast head nods and nods again and we get all the energy zapping out of the judge rock. It's all blue and sparkly and electric. And is it rising, Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's floating up into the sky. And Cliff is like, what's it doing? <laughs> How come it's all lit up like that? What is it? And Rebus, nope, Rhea, she says it's an angel. It really is an angel, like Huss said. <laughs> Cliff's like, what? <laughs> what? And Crazy Jane just said, she said it's an angel. <laughs> I think Cliff got that part. Anyway, Rhea says, yeah, its name is Balzizraz. Balzizraz? Balzodizadraz? Yeah, I'm not sure how those two things equate, but there you go. There you go. Maybe that's the pronunciation, although it does not look anything like it. It does not follow (laughs) phonetics. She's just uh, She's a crazy one. It told me when I went into the city, it told me all about itself and what it had been doing. It was one of several angels sent to watch over man after the fall. And one of its tasks was to transform Eden from a physical reality into an abstract idea. The thing is, Balzizraz thought God had made a bit of a mess of the earth and so decided to try its own experiment. It stole a cutting from the original tree of knowledge and then fled from earth and, uh, The angel only wanted to create its own perfect world, but this planet was the result. The problem was it it didn't have any imagination. The only working dynamic it could think of was conflict. Haven't you ever wondered why your societies are so simplistic? Your struggles so meaningless? And Cliff's like, I told you, didn't I? (laughs) (laughs) Well, now that you mention it. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Thousands of years later, it all clues into them. (laughs) the power of real creativity was frozen in the flower and it's free now now you don't have to pray to a hollow head in the clouds the creators come down among you not as a judge but as a sort of imaginative energy pretty neat huh and cliff's still like an angel 
<laughs> and she says, well, it's either that or the psychic projection of a woman called Ilse Kraus, who's lying on a hospital bed in Bremen, dying of brain cancer. It's kind of hard to be sure. There's Ilse Kraus again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Now, the last time we'll hear her mentioned. Yes. She's, uh, She's one of those little things that Morrison throws in. Yeah, yeah. Wandering through the stories there. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, Huss has his last little moment there. Everything's brought to ruin, stroke despair. I wanted to live forever and never die, and now even my place in the shadow cabinet is gone. My consciousness shall be extinguished. Stroke, erased at death. Have you come to gloat, you roboros? <laughs> and <laughs> Rebus says, well, sort of. Stop <laughs> complaining, Huss. You just look ridiculous. <laughs> I thought the flower would let me live forever. I didn't want this. And Rebus just says, don't you understand? You did the right thing. You smashed the icon and the war is over. You will be remembered. Isn't that good enough? And the other guys are like, I've had an idea. For the first time in my existence, I've had an idea. A tower. We're going to build a tower. Mesh and Kaleidoscape in collaboration. A beautiful tower with its roots in the foundations of the earth and its heights in the heavens. And as each level is completed, so too will our consciousness ascend towards divinity. And everyone is cheering and looks like happy endings all around. And Cliff just says, well, I suppose it's better than watching TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. Depends what's on TV, I suppose. Anyway, he goes over to Jane. He's like, Jane, you okay? You look like there's something you want to say. She says, what? Oh, sorry. I was just trying to remember the name of the guy who was Al Pacino's partner in Dog Day Afternoon. You used to see him all the time. <laughs> Cliff's like, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's another signature Morrison thing. It's right in the middle of the story. Just have one of their characters just sort of go off and say, oh, yeah, I was thinking about something completely, completely unrelated. Completely, totally. Usually, usually pop culture related. <laughs> That's right. Nothing phases crazy, Jane. <laughs> That's, and that, you know, honestly, that is, I think that happens to a lot of people a lot of the time. Like you can be in, in, in the middle of something sort of important and doing something and your mind just sort of goes, say, what was that guy's name That's anyway? Right. Totally. She's just being realistic. She's keeping it real, man. <laughs> all right. So Cliff's deciding, all right, let's wrap this up. <laughs> we got two pages to go. Let's wrap this thing up. All is well that ends well, I guess. Y'all set to go home, Rhea? She's like, hmm, nah, I think I like the look of that. And she's uh, looking out into space. That there, you see? I think I'll go there. Well, I'm still young enough to enjoy it. What do you think, Cliff? He's like, Rhea, that's a star. What are you talking about? That's light years away. She's like, "Uh uh-huh. So I guess I'd better get a move on then. (laughs) Wait a minute. You just woke up. We've come all this way to get you. We've hardly had a chance to talk. Rhea, are you listening to me? Rhea, I'd really rather you didn't just... She's like, don't worry, I'll visit. (laughs) And off she goes. Off she flies, off to the stars. She's like, she can't go out there on her own. And Crazy Jane's like, well, she just did. You're not her dad, Cliff. (laughs) No, I guess not. Looks like the end of another two-fisted adventure for the Doom Patrol, eh? (laughs) And Crazy Jane's like, well, I enjoyed myself. (laughs) And Rebus sums it all up. The developing creative intelligence of the rock seems to have discerned a way out of the notion of duality embodied in the conflict between the mesh and the kaleidoscape. 
I think it's all very hopeful, and it's given me some ideas of my own. Yeah, Cerebus is a creature who's constantly pondering its duality. Exactly. Exactly. In fact, the whole concept of the tower indicates a symbolic wish to transcend duality and achieve some kind of union with a fundamental state of pure consciousness. Cliff? He's like, yeah, screw symbolism. Let's go home. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Cliff's having none of that. He's just like, ah, okay, whatever. That's right. No more thinky stuff. (laughs) Get me home. My brain hurts. That's right. I need a beer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I need a beer. And that's it. That's the end. We get a small teaser for next issue, Muscle Bound, the secret origin of Flex Mentalo. Which I don't think I have. I'm going to have to dig that up at Fan Expo this year. See if I can find it. I think. (laughs) Well, luckily, it's only... Two weeks away, not even two weeks now. I know, a week and a half. <laughs> oh, a week? I leave, I leave probably about this time next week to yeah, yeah, yeah. get set up, so. Yes. <laughs> Fat Expo. Giddy, giddy, giddy. It'll be fun. It will be fun. So Take any of you Canadian Doom Patrollers out there, shoot us a line. That's right. Grab a beer, we'll talk some Doom Patrol. Totally. Totally. Or heck, America, even American Doom Patrollers who are coming up to Canada to visit. We'll, we'll talk, talk to you, to you too. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Canadian American will give you a jibber jabber. For sugar. <laughs> Alrighty, if you want to get a hold of us, you can send us a message. Uh, our email is doompodtroll at gmail.com. And our website is also doompodtroll.com. All of our episodes are up there, and there are little comment threads attached to every one of them. Yes. Use yes. that. Use that wisely. That's right. <laughs> Alrighty. We will catch you all next week. Bye. Bye.